0: Remember the pen that I saw on the table I ate it when no one was watching Now I open my mouth and the pen's here again The security's right for the watching
1: I'll use it to pick the lock And mutilate both of these cops Though it's not Halloween, I've concocted a plaid I'll escape from this prison by well-command Into this officer's face He chewed up his cheeks and he sprayed him with paste We're all in it, is tizzy. Oh Jesus, where is he? Oh where can
0: Hannibal be? This cop is already dead! It's me! Are you thinking about eating him?
1: Never feasible, one should always try to eat the root Tell me why you had to cut the face off. Free range, rude.
0: Yeah! Are you okay? Oh my, oh my God! Why God. <laughs> yeah. uh, how's it going, Griffin? <laughs> how's it
1: going, Alex? Pretty good. Were you? Uh, oh, welcome. Was that the first time you had heard <laughs> no. that first clip at the top? Do you know what that's from?
0: It's Yep. Yeah, I do at the office.
1: Oh, no. But what about the, the first song that played? Had you heard that?
0: Oh, the musical? Yeah. I hadn't.
1: Okay. there is. Yeah, we can uh, we can talk about that as we get it. Anyway, how are you doing, Griffin?
0: Uh, I'm good, guys. Welcome back to Reboot Deboot. Uh, I'm your co-host, Griffin.
1: I am your other co-host, Alex. Agent. Yeah,
0: I've been, I've been good, man. Yeah, uh, agent and training, right?
1: We're all trainees. the way to the top of the FBI. Yep. So,
0: uh, how you been, man?
1: Uh, good. Pretty, pretty uh, low key week. Uh, yeah, that's all. Winter is or fall. Winter is coming to the uh well, yeah. to the PNW up here. It's been raining for like a week, <sighs> which is the weather I thrive in. So it's great.
0: Right. That's cool. Uh, you got any plans for the, for Samhain?
1: Talking about the 31st? I'm actually very religious, so this entire thing is offensive to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have laughed at that, I apologize.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm also probably not doing anything. Oh, this weird neighborhood, like, there's no kids around here or anything, it's just gonna be dark out. And it's on a Sunday, so I have to work Monday morning, you know.
0: Right.
1: I don't know, maybe I'll do like a schlocky movie marathon or something
0: that's kind of what i got planned
1: yeah i might find one of those like elvira specials i think that that streaming site Shudder does some of those
0: i wouldn't be surprised i think i'm gonna i mean i definitely know for a fact i want to watch texas chainsaw
1: oh yeah
0: so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna slide that in somewhere but uh yeah, so um, before we start this one, uh, I have a little bit of my own uh, confrontation station for okay. you, buddy.
1: Okay, all right.
0: So during our Street Fighter episode, I was talking about Chun-Li's upside-down spinning bird kick. Yeah. And the way that they shot it and framed it made it look odd. You in. Corrected me by assuming I was talking about Chun Li's other signature kick, where she's standing up and it's the,
1: uh, side, the kick. side kick. Side Oh, yeah.
0: Right. I was not. I was referring to her spinning bird kick, Alex.
1: Wrong. 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 Okay. You You're You're playing that on You're your wrong. cell phone right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I okay. am. Okay. Have to, uh, the, have to get the point across, Alex. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, you got me. Yeah. Crow
1: Eaton, I guess. We were talking about different kicks. Yeah. Mia Culpa. We
0: were. So um as you guys can probably guess, if from if the intro didn't give it away, uh today yeah. we are delving into Yeah. yeah <laughs> the,
1: the dark, the dark world of the <laughs> Phantom of the Opera.
0: It's true. Lindsay Sterling's version. Um, no, we are diving into the cultural phenomenon that would be Dr. Hannibal Lecter.
1: Yeah. And our our frame for this is was like gonna be anchored around the reboot of the, the TV show reboot that happened in like I don't know. I didn't look up the years for this. Do you know what year the show started in that we're talking about?
0: The Hannibal TV series starring uh or to by Brian Fuller, oh. Hugh Darcy, Mads Mickelson, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, started in 2013 and it ended in 2015.
1: Died too young. Be- Taken before its time. Dead.
0: So, uh, wh- what's your experience with Hannibal? Like, have you ever read any of the books? Or I have
1: not read any of the books. I'd seen every movie multiple times before the show came out. Uh, just a big fan. It's like, you know, love. I think across the board, love pretty much all the characters in every, at least the first three movies. Like Hannibal Rising aside, I also like. I enjoyed Hannibal Rising, but I've only seen it once. And if I go back to watch a Hannibal thing, it's generally not that one. It'll be one of the first three. Um, right. Like I don't. I don't even mind Julianne Moore as Darling in Hannibal
0: hannibal and hannibal
1: rising is she is julianne more in hannibal rising too it's been a or, while since i watched that
0: no 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 she's not in hannibal rising yeah i'm oh, sorry okay
1: i think that's happening like before all of before <laughs> yeah starling starling um yeah i don't know big fan no love the movies lots of like really iconic roles across all three of them and then the show right Ooh, somehow I don't want to see better but it's like magnificent in its own way which i was really like skeptical of going into it because you know anthony hopkins is hannibal it's a pretty iconic role but mad mickelson really owns it and puts his own spin on it Ooh, so good
0: yeah i mean it, it's so go like thomas harris first off let's talk about this guy because it, it you know like when you're in like elementary school or middle school or high school, maybe you're smoking pot, maybe you're drinking with friends, but some point that question of if you could be in a video game or universe or movie and it's laws could apply to you, what one would you pick? Right?
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Nobody ever picks fucking Thomas Harris's novels.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: it's the worst universe to want to be a part of, right? It's
1: only a good universe. If you're Hannibal or one of the other, (laughs) <laughs> no, pretty much just Hannibal, because he's the only one that keeps on living, and he gets to eat a lot of people. But everyone else is just so, getting murdered by him, except for like Starling and, no oh God, what's the Graham. dude cup? Grant, yeah.
0: Well, Graham. So Thomas Harris, who, with this beautiful twisted mind, brought us Hannibal. Uh, his first novel was actually called Black Sunday, and it came out in 1975. He wouldn't write again until 1981 with the release of his book, Red Dragon. And then he would follow that up in 88 with Silence of the Lambs. In 1999, he would write Han- or Hannibal would be released. And then in 2006, Hannibal Rising would be released.
1: Uh, See, George I R. R. Martin, really that, that's how that's you release it. a novel series. Timely. Every couple <laughs> uh, of years, a new one comes out.
0: His latest book came out in 2019 called Karamora, and it has nothing to do with Hannibal. Um, People kind of put it through the ringer because of that. They said it was boring and blah, 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 blah. Stephen King gave it great acclaim. And I'm going to stick with Stephen King on this one because I don't think that someone who could write the Hannibal series and then just switch mode... I don't think Thomas Harris has in him to write a subpar novel if he's capable of writing consecutively good novels like the Hannibal series right
1: I heard a fun thing about Stephen King the other day and it's that he used to he didn't have a lot of time to like read all the books he wanted to so he'd make his kids read them out loud and record them reading him and then he would listen to them like audiobooks later I'd I'd heard that too it's so neat (laughs) it's quirky (laughs) neat and quirky you know and then you uh (laughs) you're gonna make your kids love or hate books by doing that if they're reading like one night (laughs) as a homework assignment right
0: um, so Thomas Harris brought us Hannibal, and the first time we would ever see any of this on film is in the 1986 movie Manhunter, which is basically Red Dragon. Will Graham is in it, oh, he's hunting uh, the Tooth Fairy, a.k.a. Francis hide.
1: I've never seen Manhunter. Who plays Will Graham in that?
0: Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, are you familiar with the name uh, William Peterson?
1: No no I'm okay well this guy didn't have as much sh- staying Powers edward norton i'm guessing
0: right right yeah, uh okay. <laughs> dennis farina do you know that name yeah no sorry okay well you'd recognize him if you saw him dennis farina has been in a lot of movies i know you and i have seen together uh he was in snatch as cousin avi
1: okay i i that guy I've seen snatch. is Jack Crawford. All of those people blend together and do basically just like different versions of the same English he, hool again to me.
0: He's the, um, he's the American.
1: Oh, okay. With
0: a mustache. Sure. Looks like if Burt Reynolds and I'll Sam Elliott had a kid.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't going to click anything for me, so we could just, we can Okay, anyway, that. he
0: is Jack Crawford. So oh, this okay. movie came out in 86 and it was initially... Uh, it, it didn't do well at the box office, but it has since become a cult film.
1: Hmm. All right.
0: Um, It is rough around the edges, and if you've seen Red Dragon, I think it's a much more polished version. So even though Red people Dragon go, well, is. Manhunter was first, and yeah, I would yeah. say that Red Dragon is a much more polished version. Um, the next time we would see Hannibal Lecter on screen is in... Nineteen ninety-one, Silence of the Lambs.
1: Oh, so they did kind of release them in order of the books, but then they just went back and made a better version of Manhunter slash Red Dragon right. after well, Silence of the Lambs. Right,
0: right, because the books are Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, yeah. then Hannibal Rising. Yeah. So yeah, so first it was Manhunter, which is Red Dragon. Which I don't know why they didn't call it Red Dragon. It's
1: such a better name. Um, I, maybe they were like it is. I don't know. Trying to put the like the cop aspect forward. Cop movies are big in the eighties, well, right?
0: Interestingly enough, uh, you and I have been talking about this name recently, Dino De Laurentiis, the production company.
1: Oh yeah, We're, you're bringing him up because he's the guy who like owns the rights to at least to like Clarice Starling, right?
0: Yes, so he owns
1: or his estate he, does at this point because he's he, he, he his, it, right? his
0: he they made Manhunter. Uh, so hmm. when okay. he gave up the rights to Starling originally for MGM Grand, he didn't believe that it was a moneymaker. Hmm. Right. Gene Hackman actually bought the rights from the DLO DiLorentez company to make Silence of the Lambs. So when it started when this all happened, the rights to Hannibal Lecter and Jack Crawford and Starling and all of that was split. That's why Starling and Will Graham never cross over in any of the movies or TV shows because it's, they're held by two different companies. I mean, it also helps because the characters never crossed over in the books.
1: I was just about to ask. Yeah, yeah, they're are but different it, eras it, it, of, and like Will Graham is right. fully out the game even by the time Red. Well, by the start of Red Dragon, and definitely by right. the time the events of Silence of the Lambs are happening.
0: Right. So <clears throat> Dilo Dilarinta has held on to some parts of copyright and character rights which is why certain things had to be rebranded and certain characters had to be recast and which is why we never got to see the silence of the lambs arc in the tv show yeah. Yeah. so from there on it would go to hannibal in 2001 and then it would go to red dragon in 2002 and then it would go to 2007 with hannibal rising and then there'd be a lull until we got to the Hannibal TV show in 2013.
1: I just want to, you said Hannibal and then red dragon, but it's the other way around, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah okay. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. Hannibal came out in 2001. Red dragon came out in 2002.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so they poor Julianne Moore. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. Julianne Moore was caught in
0: between Edward our no- uh, Jodie Foster and yeah, Edward I, Norton
1: she's good in that movie it's just like you well, know, yeah, know Jodie Foster how, how like is up? so iconic as Starling in that
0: how do you fall oh, but also how do you just follow up Silence of the Lambs right
1: yeah that too that's also if I try and think of the events <laughs> of Hannibal I'm like I know stuff happens and there's like I think she gets rescued from the pig farm at the end uh, there's definitely fewer like iconic moments in in Hannibal yeah i mean fewer Eden, iconic moments fewer iconic Ray brain is pretty fun there's actually in the in the <laughs> musical there's a fun little nod where so there's this musical called silence uh exclamation point the musical and it's like a non-licensed spoof of Silence of the lambs but it's pretty much like a straight retelling of the events with some comical songs and in one of them like the end it's this reprise song that's happening uh hannah Hannibal Lecter is singing about how he's like maybe I'll have like he's he's gone he's free or whatever he's you know made his break he's like maybe I'll have her over for dinner one day possibly feed her Ray Liotta's brain
0: that's a good one <laughs> um so what was your before you got into watching the Hannibal TV show what was your uh expectations uh
1: I'm not really sure. I, th- I went into it just thinking, like, this is a thing involving Hannibal Lecter, and I knew Mads Mikkelsen was in it, and I love him. There's very little Danish representation of media, so I'm always stoked when I see, like, one of the two Danes. Less so with, uh, oh, God, who's that That fucked-up director? He did Antichrist. He says some dumb shit, so I do not claim him. Uh, but <laughs> Fair enough. But Mads Mikkelsen, I love... So I was just like, I was excited to see him. Um, so I was like, you know, we'll give it a shot. I like Mads Mikkelsen. And I think by the end of the first episode, I was fully in. Uh... Yeah, I don't. What was what I wasn't expecting was like how sort of like high concept and like dark it was because it aired on like CBS or something. Right. Like what was the who's the channel that it was on? Uh,
0: Hannibal you could originally find in its first run as part of... Um, let me see... Hannibal? was NBC.
1: NBC. I was not expecting, like, something quite this... Well, I guess NBC does some more, like, prestige stuff, but I, I was still surprised that this was airing on network television. You know? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah! I, I know exactly what you mean, because... So, I I... I love Hannibal. I love Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon. Love it all. Love Hannibal. Thomas Harris is a genius. I think that Jodie Foster, Knocked Out of the Park. Edward Norton's amazing. Anthony Hopkins is iconic. Love it all. Have no problems. So when it came to my time in life, when Hannibal was like, gonna be a TV show, I had huge reservations. Because I'm like, how the fuck can you, like, No, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal, and it's either gonna be like Edward Norton, or because those their acting skill is so high bar. And even Jodie Foster's like down-home naivety in Sounds of the Lambs was just perfect for those roles. So I was very like, I was curious because I'm like, how are they going to stack up to the legacy of these films in this universe? And also, like you said, it's on primetime television. So I'm like, "Well, how fucking like how? Come on."
1: Yeah, it can be a little like, dark. I don't I was not expect I, like the some of the like the staging some, of the murders or whatever, you know, especially like in the yeah. in the first season with the Minnesota shriek. Is that what it was? Uh The Shrike, yeah. Shrike, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of those, some of those, mur- like, some of the murder scenes, they are very gory and very elaborate. And then the parts where Will will go, like, this is my design. And then, like, you, yeah, you like, they just do, like, elaborate playouts of them. the murders. Like, oh, there's, like, blood everywhere. People are going insane. Is
0: I mean, the one that, like, always shocked. So, I, I actually hated Hannibal, the TV show, when I first watched it. Hmm. I watched the first six episodes and I was angry. Hmm. But I kept watching because there was something... I knew there was something there, and I couldn't identify it. I knew that I was, like... I I knew that I didn't like it, but I kept watching it. And I, I was trying to figure out why. Like, there was a piece of gold there that I couldn't exactly see, but I knew was there. So... I finished like season one, and it was that year break between like season one, season two, and I went back and I rewatched season one, and I instantly hit, flipped one eighty. I'm like, this is genius, this is amazing, and the thing that really struck with me is that episode where the guy is making angels. Oh yeah. So he like he cuts their back meat and hangs it from the ceiling, and I'm like, like how is this allowed on air? How is this allowed on like a 10 p.m. On like a Wednesday or a Thursday, yeah, probably
1: Thursday night. But it's it's crazy. Like going back and watching that, there are points where I'm like, like it makes me like my skin crawls at certain points. Like it's a really good show and it's done very artfully, but still, it's like there's some intense stuff happening in there. And then it's like they're gonna break to a Kia commercial after a fucking murder scene like that, you know.
0: yeah yeah they're gonna you know, yeah it's like and now nbc comedy nights it's right, like, yeah. do that to me. <laughs>
1: it was thursday it you must like... be must see tv yeah,
0: i'm like this is giving me whiplash i can't. and then it goes right back to like will being wrapped in a blanket as there's like a mutilated corpse in front of him and i'm like I don't. yeah
1: and he's hallucinating from <laughs> his tumors and then mads mickelson yeah. is just like gaslighting the shit out of him the entire time this is great <laughs>
0: I'm just like, okay, so, so Hannibal, the TV show, has its own kind of story arcs because whereas the birth of Hannibal is really Red Dragon, we're assuming that Hannibal has, like, there's, uh, in the book and in the movie Red Dragon, and in, even in Manhunter, it's already assumed Will Graham is established and retired from working with the FBI because of his encounter with Hannibal.
1: Yeah, they did. Now a, in Red they Dragon, really, you see that they did a really bold choice too, because in the movies he's retired to a swamp in Florida, and in this in the show he retired to a snowy cabin. I. Uh, Really that really stuck. There's a big big old craw in my mouth watching that. Yeah, he, he's su- he's supposed to
0: like fix boat motors. I
1: get it. Like what the fuck? He's not yeah, what's he gonna do?
0: Fix snowmobiles? This Come on, Brian Fuller. Super, Did you ever read the fucking books?
1: I know. Fake fan. <laughs> this stuff is super crucial to the character, so I don't that part was that, that was honestly the most upsetting off. part.
0: Well, no, you know what even made me angrier? Did you see the kind of blenders that Hannibal was using in the show? Those are, like, cheap. Hannibal does not right. yell.
1: He's got to have a Vitamix or something, or that, will a blend blender that they put phones into.
0: Yeah. He's, like, bone, muscle, come on. Like, he's a professional. Ridiculous. Yeah.
1: He does have a very nice kitchen, though. Oh, watching him cook, too. Those are also like, border oh. on, like, sexually explicit, those cooking scenes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna it's true it really is um but i'm there for them totally
1: they're, yeah they're great too i mean i like a <laughs> like i, I like a, a show that has like really weird cooking scenes and also violent murders there's more than just hannibal that do that honestly it's kind of a weird little niche but those two concepts work yeah, together but really I mean, well
0: hannibal, hannibal does it well like hannibal yeah did no, it it's really well like yeah it's great it's a master class and murder and like murder dinner um, so really, we don't see, we don't get caught like this, the lore of the Hannibal show, we don't get caught up to until the third act, like the second or third act of the final season.
1: Yeah. It's like the last, the last season and it's because he's, is he tracking someone else or the tooth fairy guy doesn't show up until like halfway, or you don't know it's him until like halfway through. <laughs> The, right, which the, the vergers, the vergers are in the so entire like, thing, though, right? So like that—that that is no. They're
0: also their second season to
1: third. Okay, well, if they're in the second, okay. So I mean, the vergers show up earlier though, and they are, and it's before right. the dude is all mutilated, which is how you see him in the Red Dragon movie. But they, so that's like that's I think right. the first sort of inklings of this is, aside from all the other characters, like the vergers are the first sort of like thing tying it yeah. to red dragon or no uh hannibal right aren't they in right right yeah in the movie hannibal not the show yeah god they should have picked better names right or different names so
0: i was so i i, I like fell in love with the tv show and then i was pumped for season two and then season three ended and it ended with a great red dragon and then season four was going to be silence of lambs. They had yeah. like a plot for it, they had everything. But because of those weird copyright and character constraints from the D'Lo de Laurentiis company from nineteen eighty six Manhunter, they couldn't get the rights to certain characters. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because it's a different set of characters. Buffalo yeah. Bill uh, and Clarice aren't in so I don't my only, so my, they only get like, the rights.
1: my only Guess for that is that like science of the lambs is the most popular out of those sort of three like main movies and I don't know maybe they didn't maybe they were like playing some real hardball or something for me so like I didn't watch the show as it came out I heard about it later and then I binge watched all three seasons in like a in like a month or something. Didn't I,
0: I tell you about the show? I think you might like have. After I'd already been won by it, wasn't I? Like you need to watch this Hannibal. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and like, I, we, it was we, it was
1: all done yeah. already when I watched it though. So I had this thing where I finished the last episode of season three. I'm like, oh fuck, let's Google Hannibal season four. And then it's like it's some old article right. about like prospective shooting dates. Is like yes, yes. And then the next one I hit was like it's like morade and legal shit. I'm like ah, it's never gonna happen. And then it's just right. and then it's just like this is dead. I'm like fuck, <laughs> god damn it. This, uh, I, have yeah. this, so uh, I started watching a similar experience. Have you ever like found a band for the first time? And then you're like, Oh, I really like this band. And you look at their catalog and they put out two albums like 10 years ago. And it's clear. They are not recording anything now.
0: Yeah. I, I yes.
1: <laughs> very similar I, experience. <laughs> I, like, oh, very extreme I, highs I, and then extreme lows. One... It's like learning about a person I and finding out specific... they died. I
0: have, one specific band in my mind, actually, when you said that. <laughs> um, Like, I, I was I was on the Hannibal train when it started, and I, like I said, I hated it, then I fell in love with it, and then I was like, by the time season two was ready, I was like full on, like, I was wearing a Mads Mickelson t-shirt, I was like waving a cooking book in the air, <laughs> I had like an FBI badge and cosplay, I was like all about it, I was on the Hannibal fan train at that point. Looking
1: up recipes um, about sweetbreads?
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually looked up the book in Red Dragon that Hannibal has.
1: The one about the one where he finds like the sweet cook- bread thing in it. That were the one where like at the beginning yeah. he opens it and then he gets stabbed in the side with the pencils.
0: No, he gets stabbed in the side with a knife and then Will stabs Hannibal in the side with arrows.
1: Oh, is that what it was? All right. Well, whatever. There's yes. Okay. Someone people um, are getting stabbed. That
0: book? Hardcover, $77, and I'm thinking about buying it. Huh.
1: You can probably get like a PDF of it or something.
0: I don't. That's not the same, Alex.
1: <laughs> Just take it down to a it's kinko's. Don't the put it in a binder for you.
0: Yeah, I'm not. No. <laughs> um. So, I guess we go back, right? Like, like we go back to Red Dragon the movie and how that works as a film, and then how do you? I mean, like the answer of like how do you adapt to a TV show? Hannibal is it? Like, it's it's. <laughs> Kind they of did a perfect way to adapt a movie into a TV show like Yeah, that.
1: they did it so well because, like, this so the 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 serial killer in the movie, right? You kind of know he's a serial killer already. There's like the FBI is talking about the serial killer. Ah, uh, like the FBI dude comes to Will and is like, "We have this serial killer." You got to check it out. And in the TV show, they just show you more of the serial killing that happened, which is like the perfect way to do that. Just draw it out and make the serial killer like more creepy and killery. Right. Well, so, I mean, Hannibal watching it, they had a
0: great thing of serial killer of the week. But then also, like, the overarching serial, like, Hannibal murders. Because the first two seasons, they're really chasing Hannibal's shadow, right?
1: Well, yeah, and Hannibal is also, like, he's also uh, kind of mentoring all of these serial killers uh, behind the scenes, right? Like, with the Minnesota strike, he's, you know, he calls him and tells him that the FBI is about to raid his house (laughs) and get the fuck out. And he, he gives, like, little pointers here and there. And he's also, like acting as will's psychologist which they they show a little bit in the red dragon movie it's like the first scene where he comes in there talking about how he's figured it out and then he hannibal leaves the room and then will sees that book and he finally puts it together um but like there's two seasons of mads mickelson just like doing really fucked up psych like psychological experimentation on will he finds out he has a tumor and then doesn't tell him about it and so like will's hallucinating he doesn't know what's real It's not a tumor, it's encephalitis. Or his brain is swelling, sorry. Yeah.
0: Right. So, yeah, and oh man, mads Nicholson is Hannibal. They get like the powers of Hannibal are so odd. Like he has super smelling ability?
1: Yeah, I guess what well, he's like if he wanted a villain whose like superpower was a perfect palate, I guess. I don't
0: <laughs> Right because <laughs> he smells encephalitis on will and that's when he starts oh, like
1: he's like one of those cancer cats <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: if we're yeah um i mean i see this is like sad for me because i want to talk about silence of the lambs but it never got to that point in the show and like I saw how they handled the Red Dragon arc and just thinking about Buffalo Bill...
1: Yeah, I seen him, like, I, I, you know, he would have been I, killing, like, three or four other women probably in that arc um, before they got to and like, Janice or whatever her name was. I can't remember.
0: If, if, if you look at, like, the movies, those are rated R. They're, in, like, they're psychologically creepy or maybe a little viscerally creepy for their time. And Hannibal the TV show ramps that up so much so I can't like I, I I don't use this phrase ever because I think it's a line that the executive has made up but realistically if Hannibal had a season 4 and it was Silence of the Lambs that would have been legitimate must see TV
1: yeah and it would have been on NBC which is I think the people that own that phrase I, I, like, I was so been... excited for <sighs> like the Clarice Starling stuff to happen in those five minutes before I had my dreams shattered so I know <laughs> it was a real roller coaster. <laughs> um, yeah, because the Science of the Lambs is burn. amazing, like as a movie, it's, it's fantastic. So good. Uh,
0: and uh, like w- really, Hannibal is only on screen in Sounds of the Lambs for a total of twelve minutes.
1: Yeah, it's just like two separate interviews, and then his prison break, right?
0: And he won an award. Like Anthony Hopkins played that role so well, he won an award for that. That's
1: not even the shortest. There's a. I think there's there's someone who won an Oscar for a movie they were in for all of like a minute and a half. I think I'll have to go back and look. But there's. It's surprising. Gonna assume that's Marlon Brando. (laughs) It might. uh, (laughs) It was some sort of like prestige. I think it was an actress. Maybe I'll have to go back and look. Um, Yeah.
0: Um. So what was your uh? In terms of in uh, in adaptation, right? Because all we had were these hour and a half, two-hour, three-hour movies. And now we're getting essentially like a 13-hour block of content, right? So that's 13 hours worth of writing, worth of development. But it stretched out over like three months or whatever. How did you... Uh, when, when did you start to realize that this is living up to the potential of the films
1: i don't i think there's a certain point in the movie or like in the show where i'm like okay i know these are you know these hannibal characters the characters from these books or whatever but honestly this thing is amazing and would work really well if it wasn't those characters like if everyone was named something slightly different or whatever and the same dynamics were happening I think, like, I realized it was really good because it succeeds on its own merits, and then it's like you get to the point where they finally get to like the stuff that you recognize, and then it's like cherries on top of everything. Where I'm like, oh, the Verger's are here, awesome! This is like gonna make this already really good show even better. Ah,
0: the like Mason Verger. Can we talk about him?
1: Yeah, because like creepy sister. Holy fuck! That was a fun little weird arc. And those are, are they Holy the ones with that the eel <laughs> tank in the floor of their foyer? That's no, that's Mason
0: in, in his bedroom.
1: In his bedroom, okay. I know they were like they had the eels that they're. Do they have he, eels instead of pigs in this eel. room? He had a
0: eel. He had, well, no, because he, he had both. Mason Verger was so the vergers are. Uh, an heir. They are a legacy family, and they own the Verger pig farm,
1: right? Yeah, like some and Mason Verger empire. is the
0: only son. Mason Verger is the only son, so their father left the empire to Mason, who is a sadist, a child rapist, and incestuous. Yeah. And Real his winner. poor sister Margot, who is also kind of damaged, but in a different way. Uh, I mean... Mm-hmm. You see Mason in Red Dragon, but they don't paint him out to be that. You, they just paint Mason out to be a kind of rich uh, debutante, if you will. He's just and a... And uh, Hannibal's like... A, yeah. Hannibal he's seduces Hannibal him. He ends up... Into
1: cutting his face off, basically.
0: <laughs> right. He, give, he gives him a popper. He gives him a little bit of psychedelics or hallucinogens. And, or uh, anti-psychotics, and then he convinces Mason to mutilate himself. That's all you see of Red Drag like, of Mason Verger. And then in the show, they make him this arch-villain who really stands, I think, on par with Hannibal, for the most part.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a good, like, there's so many, they do a good job with, like, there's so many just, like, different bad dudes in the seasons. There's generally, like, two or three, a se- like, there's always Hannibal, and there's at least like one or two more floating around out there. And they do a really good job at like expanding on all of this, on all of the characters uh, in cool ways. I like there's like, there's stuff like Will and his expanding pack of stray dogs that he's always taking in. Like, that was a nice little thing, the thing that they, you know, isn't a thing in the movies, but it's like. Right. Maybe he had him before. It's It's sad to think about that he got married and then maybe his wife made him give away all of his dogs. That's a bummer, but. <laughs>
0: or you know maybe it was like different different universes, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's like... the way to think about it. It's a parallel universe where Will prefers cold to swamp weather and dogs to a family the... and a daughter.
0: The Mason son, um, the Verger family, and there's the whole arc of like Mar- um, Margot getting pregnant so she can usurp Mason and take the inheritance from him and then mason finds out and he hollows her out basically
1: yeah oh god
0: and oh man (sighs) and uh, it's just so twisted so dark and i couldn't believe they were getting again there were multiple times when i was watching the show and i'm like do the fcc know this is on air
1: like (laughs) how are are they getting away with it (laughs) anything on tv nowadays i was Uh, like
0: how are they getting away with some of this i don't i don't understand
1: yeah i was like when i was i like i was doing some reading about it last week and i was like oh right this did air on nbc i had assumed it was showtime or something because i had downloaded it all from somewhere (laughs) uh so i wasn't seeing any of like the network cuts in the beginning or the end of it uh but yeah show uh nbc who knew because it seems like it could have run like next to Dexter or something, you know, like it.
0: it could have ran next to Game of Thrones. Let's like,
1: yeah, that's true. Fewer, there, less, there less, was, less, like, less explicit sex in. Hannibal.
0: I wouldn't say well, maybe less explicit, but still no, I'm, pretty I'm, damn I'm talking
1: I'm talking about in terms of quantity. The first season of uh, oh, Game right. of Thrones is like every other yeah. scene is.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Um i so i think that the writing is uh, the writing for the actors the chemistry that uh um help me out here the the chemistry that uh no 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 um dancy hugh dancy
1: oh is that the that's graham
0: that's graham yeah yeah the chemistry between him and Lawrence Fishburne and between him and Mads Mickelson. And I mean, everyone worked perfectly. They even had those, the, uh, the coroners there as like comedic relief.
1: Oh God. Yeah. And everything, everything Mads Mickelson says in the show is like, it's like Shakespearean writing. He has some, like just some, some bonkers lines where, like, most of the people are speaking in like relatively normal English, and then Hannibal will, will say something to Graham, and he'll be like, "There's no room in the bone arena of your mind for the things you love." I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I Hannibal Mads Mikkelsen as
0: Hannibal, because I, I I would say that generally, um, there are no stupid characters in the show, right? They are all competent. Are you talking they about like, as a character trait?
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: As a character, they are all competent. They are all self-aware. These are all the best character. They are the best people they can be every episode, right? They are on top of things. They are sharp. They are relatively rounded of the world and their profession. Hannibal, on the other hand comes in and makes everyone look fucking stupid. <laughs> the intelligence of Hannibal alone is staggering.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not as egregious as like so there's a thing that happens in the Saw movies where uh what's it, the I can't remember the character or the actor's name, but the the Saw guy or whatever, right? You Tobin to, Bell, Tobin, John Kramer. Tobin Bell. You get to the point where basically to explain away some of the stuff that happens in those movies, he would have to be damn near omniscient. And uh like in Hannibal <laughs> you like approach that but not quite he's like he's like expert puppet master um throughout a lot of it yeah uh but it never gets like so it never gets to the point where you, you it's just like unbelievable um and then in, is that season two where he's lightly on the run with uh with yes Baldur? no
0: that's season that's season that's, three no that is season or two With right yeah with
1: scully yeah sorry
0: that's the end of season two because Will, Will gets convicted of his crimes. Like Hannibal sets up Will. That's how season one ends oh, with Will being arrested and sent right, right, right. To, Chilton's, uh, to Chilton's asylum. And then the first half of season two, it's Will trying to prove his innocence and that's when he finds out it's Hannibal or he already knows it's Hannibal and then he hires that guard to kill Hannibal and then people think it's Will even more, but Jack is secretly working with Will because he thinks it's Hannibal too and then it ends with that awesome fucking fight between Jack and Hannibal in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, that was a cool way to re- to like reframe that confrontation too that happened in like the psychologist or like happened in Hannibal's office in the movie.
0: Like, oh my god god it's so awesome so that fight happens and then the end of it he yeah he, he is with jillian anderson and they are in uh they're in italy and that's right. like season three starting is the hunt for Hannibal. okay
1: yeah lots of uh lots of really intense low volume like whispered conversations happening in the show in a, in a good way though like I really mean, builds really builds suspense and tension
0: Every I like I understand that like Aaron Sorkin has probably the most intelligent characters in movies because of the way he writes. Right, all of his characters talk quick, they react quick, they are designed. Does Aaron Sorkin,
1: to be, he does a lot of TV. What movies has he did? Has he done?
0: Social Network, A Few Good Uh-oh. Men.
1: Okay, A Few Good um, Men. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm not he a big a fan big of. I'm actually. Network. I he know did, this did, will upset you, but I'm not a big fan of the Aaron Sorkin dialogue.
0: <laughs> but well, so you may not be a fan of it, but the way he writes is, is people talking quickly with
1: confidence. That's right, that's but the it's Gilmore also girls, they react but political.
0: But they, but they also react quickly. Too. and it's that reaction speed plus their talking speed and the way Aaron Sorkin writes, he uses words as weapons. Everything is a comeback or an accusation, right? Every character has superiority over another based on how they're talking. That's just how Aaron Sorkin writes. The writing in Hannibal, I don't know how you can write more intelligent characters than like let's let's be honest. If anyone was as intelligent as Hannibal, we would know it by now, right? Like, if anyone had the kind of type A intelligence along with that kind of ambition, like Hannibal, we would know it. Like, if Elon Musk was a fucking serial killer, he'd be Hannibal at that point.
1: Well, he could be. He's rich enough that we would just never know, so... (laughs) Uh. So, I think it's also it's also Hannibal's characters... like sociopathy that really <laughs> helps. Well,
0: all of the characters, though, Jack, his wife, when she's dying of cancer, or the way she's acting and holding herself—it's these characters are almost meta-humans yeah. in their behavior and the way they're written I and like, hold themselves.
1: Hannibal is clearly very smart and slippery, but Will does figure it out. You know, within. A season right. of having met him. And that's while he's being, like, manipulated and gaslit the entire time. This is like a, right. I think Hannibal is, like, is like, master of, like, is... contingency stuff. <laughs> like, being several he, moves are ahead. Are you saying he's
0: the Batman? <laughs> are you saying he's the Batman of the killers?
1: No. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're going to put together, like, a Dark Justice League with Hannibal and then some other random <laughs> serial killers.
0: No, but as far as having a contingency plan for everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, for for a lot of things, I guess. Um yeah, I do That's like his whole thing though. is like super super smart and really manipulative.
0: Um So what? So d- when it comes down to The Movie Red Dragon and The Movie Silence of the Lambs, what do you what do you go to? What do you lean more towards?
1: I think I actually like Red Dragon more than Silence of the Lambs. I'm not Really, I because well, like I love Edward Norton so much, um, I I honestly have trouble like, Silence I don't know, Silence of the Lambs is probably a better movie overall. Uh, I do like Red Dragon a lot though. I don't know I, they're they're good in different ways. Do you have a do you have a preference <sighs> for for one of those two? Um, you silence. know I
0: gotta go the other way. I I I. I... like red dragon i enjoy red dragon i can watch red dragon no problem but silence of the lambs you know what it comes down to it comes down to like foster versus norton as their agents like really? starling versus graham oh, yeah so
1: i do so actually because C- um, I, l- I like Bill uh... versus
0: francis dollarhyde they're both cool killers like, oh, i was
1: gonna I say love, i like, like francis like, more and also i like that in this one there's like there's the added part where they're like sort of they sort of humanize francis dollarhyde a bit where he's uh he's courting that blind librarian the entire time
0: <sighs> yeah yeah Well, he does that in Red Dragon, too, right?
1: Well, that's what I'm talking about in Red Dragon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, as opposed to Buffalo Bill, who is basically, like, we basically just see him being a gay maniac. Like, he's, like, he's not... I don't know. He's (laughs) In of the Lambs, he's essentially just like a psycho monster. That's like the extent to which he is portrayed, right? And he's and right. then you have the sort of like the psycho analyzing from afar that Hannibal does to explain him. But I think I and like Scholarhide is like a more human character. See, I, I like I and I like them both equally. I can't pick I have that. Uh there's I think there's like well it's hard to compare cuz like the scene where where Buffalo Bill is dancing to Goodbye Horses is fantastic but then also the like Francis Dollarhide doing the like Witness My Rebirth thing after he like he's like <laughs> all of his like weird oh, but... sort of transformation stuff that happens where it's like because of the shadows it looks like maybe he is actually morphing into something but he's not
0: right, and he's yeah the Philip Seymour Hoffman
1: oh yeah and philip seymour hoffman that scene that scene where he's glued to the chair and sat on fire and rolled down the street is see i pretty good
0: i guess red dragon feels more contained to me where and i know that like francis dollar Hyde was in alabama and he was in georgia but it still felt contained whereas silence of the lambs it felt more less claustrophobic like i I had more sense of like the world and agency
1: science of the lambs though it takes place in essentially a series of very tiny rooms
0: well i mean uh as far as like oh he's killed five women in these five different states and they travel along that road and there's more like I feel like there's more investigation work with the agency, whereas in Red Dragon, it's pretty much just like Will alone, and then Lecter working well, with Francis Dollarhide. And then he, I feel like there's more.
1: Uh, Will, do, Will does go to like each of the houses to try and like get in the mind. Two of them. Two of them. Right. Two Which, of the three, I guess. Two. It? Yeah. And he goes and like camps out there a little it's... bit. I to start, it's, right? been, like, it's been a while it was since the first one and since I've seen any of this stuff. I did not watch anything last week. Or not anything related to this. I watched Bubba Hotep again. Right.
0: It's a good one. Um I, I don't know. I also think I just enjoy I, I would... enjoy the iconic first run of Hannibal Lecter too. Like in Anthony Hopkins was great in Red the... Dragon, but in oh, terms yeah. of like, silence of the lambs.
1: Yeah, and Williams uh, is, is probably overall like a better movie. I would agree. I just don't know if I like it more. I would. I think I would maybe you know, depending on the day, uh, very close first and second for those two, and then a little bit farther behind, but not for lack of trying, is Hannibal Rising or uh, no Rhett, Hannibal? Just the movie Hannibal.
0: Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. Yeah. Um. So with the TV show that took place. I think they did a smart thing by holding off on anything that we would know is familiar, because it really wipes away that expectation. That's what I like, yeah. Once you go off the map, that's kind of what you, I was once saying you go earlier. Off the map, it's like
1: it succeeds on its yeah, own you, merits you, in the first two seasons. Like there's nothing. Right. There's no like fan service elements it. happening. Honestly, they probably have a big hurdle trying to be like, okay, we need to like Will Graham people are probably not as married to Edward Norton as that character as they are to like Jodie Foster as clearly Starling, and especially as Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal. So it's like, I think in the first, the first season is like their job is really to sell Mads Mikkelsen as a new and unique Hannibal. And they do it really well.
0: Uh, yeah, they really, there is something that Mads Mikkelsen brings to the role of Hannibal that, I he, he brings respect. magic to everything
1: he touches, man. Even fucking Death Stranding.
0: I, I mean, <laughs> I, I agree, but if we're like, it, it's hard to take a character,
1: yeah. Especially that, Anthony so, Hopkins as Hannibal so Lecter, and it's, then yeah, that's so like associated with a single actor portraying them.
0: Right, but also just, I mean, the performance, right? Yeah. Like we can talk about you know joker caesar romero joaquin phoenix mark hamill but let's be honest it's heath ledger right
1: oh i mean in terms of like live action portrayals sure but like honestly mark hamill is probably the joker i know the most from watching the tv shows and the video games the cartoon yeah
0: see i i know the voice more but when i think of the joker i'm no matter what i'm always thinking of man heath ledger and when i thought of any kind of silence of the lambs hannibal thomas harris anything and even now when i think of hannibal it's still anthony hopkins so to have mads mickelson be a much younger hannibal and to see him have the strength the mobility that hannibal you could only assume could have right well like i mean when he... hannibal was a younger man
1: hannibal clearly is like not He's not exactly a pushover in Silence of the Lambs. He manages to kill that cop and rip his face off and disguise himself as a body He's... in, like, a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, but imagine that Hannibal as twenty year, like 30, thirty, forty. Years no, I, I totally get what to 20, 20, 20 you're saying. 60, I'm just, right? I'm
1: just saying that he's not like a weak old man when the movies are happening. He's right? No, really no, no, no. He he rescues Starling from <laughs> yeah, all those feral <laughs> hogs at the end of Hannibal, of the movie it, Hannibal. It, it's,
0: <laughs> true. It, it's true. It's Han- true. Hannibal is not a pushover in any way. But this Mads Mikkelsen, I like the way he played Hannibal. He was a younger, fresher, revitalized Hannibal, which almost makes him more dangerous
1: it's also seeing him it's also fun seeing him like so well dressed all the time where like in the the movies it's generally hannibal in some kind of a jumpsuit except for like the end of silence of the lambs where he is joined the buena vista social club
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) he has to meet an old friend for lunch though what are you gonna do yeah um also i i i will say i prefer dr chilton in the tv show than i did in the movies
1: yeah. Oh, I really like that actor. I can't remember his name, but it's like, but he he's in he's in Law and Order Special Victims Unit for a bit too. I really like that actor. Yeah,
0: it's uh, a Ra- Raul Esparza. That sounds right. Is that it? Yeah, Frederick Chilton. I prefer his portrayal of Chilton. And don't get me wrong, the other Chilton, total slime ball. Yeah,
1: he's really he's really good in Skeevy in the movies, but it's like this is another like cool different direction to take the character in where he's like, yeah, he's still into some like like... he's still kind of like still kind of not uh, all above board, but he seems at least a lot more like empathetic. He's he's someone who I'm less uncomfortable with running an asylum than (laughs) than the movie version where it's like in the movies that guy is like. That guy is, like, one bad day away from just, like, charging an admission fee to have Looky Loos come and take a, take a peek at the freaks. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like if he
0: wasn't a doctor, he'd be a used car salesman.
1: Yeah, there's a different world where he is just P.T. <laughs> <P>. Barnum.
0: <laughs> that would be a greatest showman I'd also enjoy to watch. Um. Yeah, this this chilton man everything about the, the hannibal tv show the way that the world is stopped and eddie izzard too as like oh, yeah, the imposter killer izzard. and yeah,
1: he's really good the, too. The te- across the, the board there's like got there's got no like roles there's no bad characters in this and even the the few like a main character in the first one is a young woman who's like the daughter of that serial killer and she's, she's jacob hobbs yeah and she's well, or okay, but the the daughter is really good too through the entire thing. There's like there's no Abigail, Yeah. Yeah. There's no like everyone does a fantastic job with their roles throughout the entire TV show.
0: I yeah, it's there's something that just worked with the writing, with the actors, the director, Brian Fuller is the producer, like Brian Fuller good to you. Also, um speaking of the producer, I think that the reason why this works, and this is also a little bit of a rebuttal to your stint last week, your little stunt. Um,
1: My stunt? Okay.
0: If you have, like, Mel Brooks will never have a bad writing movie because he is going to be the one to oversee everything. He is in charge of it. The If you have someone who has a clear vision, like Monty Python worked together. They were all on the same page. They knew what they were writing. You could have all six guys write it, and it would still be funny if you have someone who has a clear vision and you have enough control to steer the ship in one direction, then it doesn't really matter because you have that one person who has the vision. I mean, this is also if you're missing,
1: this is also a different thing because like TV shows are almost never written by a single person. There's usually a writer's room with like 10 people in it.
0: But it was Brian Fuller who set the course. Brian Fuller wasn't the full-time producer because for season three, he left over, uh, Uh, creative differences and he was replaced. So they kept the vision that Brian Fuller had. So it still felt like, Oh, this is still the same Hannibal, even though there was a huge change in production, but the vision was still kept. They kept the course. They kept the feeling. They kept the tone. They lost some stylistic art choices and cinematography, but everything else is pretty much the same. I also and don't I think see how you say multiple
1: writers being involved is a good thing as a rebuttal to what I said, which is that multiple writers being involved no, is a I, good thing. I, I, was, I
0: was saying that I was saying that as long as you have someone who has a clear vision kind of strong side
1: hand to guide the ship.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, the long as you have someone who can go, this is the direction, this the where we're going, this is what it is, and they make sure it stays on course. stays you don't have that problem. But as soon as that wavers, or as soon as you have someone taken over, or as soon as you lose track of that, then it becomes too much confusion.
1: Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying and I appreciate it. I think this is an apples to oranges things though. When you're talking about a TV show running for three seasons versus a two hour movie. I don't
0: know because it's still about vision right like yeah, how many but movies start out really good and then snowball bad and it's because you find out halfway through that there was a casting problem I... and they had to recast or there was a director who had problems and he blah 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 or like the script writer got fired and blah blah blah. that stuff happens constantly
1: yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm not i guess we only have a I sample mean, not size Def of was two was supposed to be But I don't. I don't know that most people get halfway through a movie and then, okay. I mean, I don't think you would have like knocked up no matter how it happened. I really enjoy that movie.
0: I'm just saying, knocked up was supposed to be Michael Sarah. He had some personnel problems, right?
1: Personal problems or personnel problems?
0: Personnel problems. There were some arguments that happened. Respond to no like him and the director had some issues that and sounds there's like a few personal like
1: problems. on okay. so he was like um, tough to work with I mean I don't that seems like a good thing to me though like I would not have enjoyed that movie if Michael Sarah was in Seth Rogen's role
0: but I'm saying that things like this happen all the time with a replacement or someone losing a main character and now we have to rewrite or oh this character like Heath Ledger dying for the filming of um, the imaginary of Dr. Parnassus and they had to scramble and then we got Jude Law, Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell and it works for the tone of the movie but they, he, Terry Gilliam had to change that and he saved it because he's a good writer so he could make that work and it also helps that movie's high fantasy that it can also work well but <laughs> there are other times when the pacing pacing gets thrown off right? Tone gets thrown off. Direction sure. gets thrown off. Chemistry gets thrown off. And I think it's a blessing that Hannibal didn't. Like, it lost the dude stirring, like controlling the ship, steering it. But they were still able to keep the focus. And I hate to say this, too. I think Brian Fuller might have been holding it back. Because the third season of Hannibal is by far the best.
1: I think it's hard to say with that. So like you you are more into like nit I don't mean this is a bad way, but like nitpicking production details of stuff than I am. But I also like season three got better for me because it was getting into I think it could also be because they're getting into more of a what's the author's name? Like more of his original work in season three. Thomas Harris. Which is like yeah, so like the sort of the the pool they're drawing from is a bit richer at that point
0: right uh man i'm trying to like like freddie Lowndes has always been cast really well like philip seymour hoffman was amazing as freddie Lowndes. and then uh laura jean Korowski i'm butchering her last name and i horribly apologize for that uh but she was an amazing freddie Lowndes, right
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She she's she's the one who's like always sort of like sneaking into crime scenes, right? Or like lying to the cops.
0: Yeah, too. she. Yeah, she works for Tattle Crime.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's really good too. like, every, like I said, every I've character. I've never a hated TV a show. character
0: more. I've never hated a character more than her. Right. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs>
0: like she, she like that character is so fucking just like you want to hit her, you want Hannibal to kill her or something. But she plays it so well.
1: I don't know. It's been a while since I since I watched it, like I said. But, I mean, everyone in that show, well, most people in that show are just extremely self-interested. So she doesn't seem... I mean, and also, you're saying you hate no one in the show more than her. But, like, I mean, Hannibal's charming, but he is eating people the entire time. And there's, like crazy series. i don't care lawrence i want every... to go free and everyone is basically being like mentally abusive towards will throughout the entire run of the show except for his dogs <laughs> they... <so. laughs> they... like everyone I mean, knows that, he's that, falling apart and cracking and lawrence fishburne even that... is like yeah we'll just get a couple more out of him, and then he can get put out to pasture with his broken brain <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so th- this is what i thought about too in red dragon jack crawford across the board is such a fucking asshole
1: yeah he really really wants to really wants to take those serial killers down and does not care if it (laughs) results in like a full-on mental break for for will
0: (laughs) like he says he cares like i'm there for you i won't let you get too close Dude, like, yeah, you had, I won't let
1: you you get too close, but your specialty (laughs) is being able to envision these murder scenes, which is by definition getting very close. So let's just go do a lot of that. Uh,
0: Like, let's like episode, like Hannibal season one, episode one. Will, I need you to come and look at these crimes. By the way, I'm not going to let you get too close. Whatever I did to you in the past where you broke, you won't break it again. Cut to fucking midway through season two. Okay, I'm going to mutilate a body so Hannibal thinks that I'm eating people like him.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> like, way to go, Jack. Way to go. Well,
1: even in season one, right, like, Jack is already sort of aware that Will has something, like, something physically happening to his brain. I mean, Hannibal lies about it after that MRI or whatever, but everyone right. notices, and it just takes... Like all Jack is looking for is someone with a modicum of authority. Be like, no, it's cool, actually, and he gets that from Hannibal. And then he's like, "Yep, all right, hit the road, Will. We're back yeah. on it. And Nothing to like, see here, even okay. though you keep on blacking out in the middle of things."
0: <laughs> There's literally that scene where like Will mutilated the like he tainted the crime scene and jack's like have you got this clearly jack no clearly (laughs) your fucking golden boy mutilated the body tainted the crime scene and doesn't know where the fuck he is because he's blacked out for the past 18 hours clearly not jack but no keep him in the field it's fine
1: yeah yeah so you know every everyone is uh everyone's looking out for number one in this except for except for will and abigail a little bit but
0: no, because even she's like
1: yeah, she's a little
0: Abigail bit. starts Every, off as like
1: <laughs> at least that makes sense though. She's like essentially just like orphaned, or she'd think well, not quite orphaned but she's like the orphaned daughter of a serial killer. Essentially, to her, and she's like, and then Hannibal is also like uh, nurturing. That, those. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he's like he's like you know you don't have to, but if you wanted to kill people, I got some really good pro tips. <laughs>
0: Yeah. he's like
1: just putting that out there like no pressure
0: to <laughs> Just be you know none whatsoever um yeah so we have sons of the lambs as a movie we have hannibal and then red dragon and then we get to the hannibal tv show and then we have the hannibal arc or then we have the red dragon arc in the tv show how do you think that the movie red dragon and the TV show adaptation, how do you think those, how do you think that is an adaptation as far as like a reboot goes or a remake or uh, a, a recharge to the franchise, right? How do you think they do?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. It's takes stuff that I really liked about the movie. It's like the same characters, but more. And I will even say like better, I guess like you couldn't, it's because they have so much more time to, like, play around with the characters that you get, like, more and better. You get to know everyone better, and there's just, like, more things going on. All the characters are more well-developed. Like, I love the movie Red Dragon, but this is... They just have, like, so much more room to do stuff in in the in the TV show.
0: Yeah. They really... Oh man... I think that if you're going so in the past for the show, you and I have talked about how do we talk about a TV, right? Because there are things that have been rebooted as a television series, or a television series gets turned into a movie, or there were TV shows that existed and then it brought back Miami Vice, The Fugitive, Scooby, uh, Scooby Doo like four times. (laughs) Um, So how do we talk about a TV show? And I think this Hannibal thing really shows the way that, like, yeah, you, you can have something limited run time, two hours, two and a half hours, and this is the right way to stretch it out over yeah. 13 hours.
1: I would say this is definitely, like, I don't know. I I don't think I've seen any better examples of something going from a movie to, well, if I sat down and thought about it, I might be able to come up with some stuff that I think is, like, as good or, like, in the same realm as good. But this is definitely... In terms of like adaptations, reboot stuff that I'm looking for, if you're switching from like a movie to a TV show, this last season of Hannibal compared to the movie Hannibal, uh, pretty like pretty close to like the apex for me. I think I don't know that there's anything that I would have changed in it. There's like some light stuff in the first season of the show. I think it's kind of goofy the way that they're like, oh, will. Yeah, it's almost a throwaway line where the where Will says that he's on the spectrum, and then it doesn't really impact anything for the rest of the show. Um, right. But like that, they've basically like just totally ignored that after like the fifth episode. So by the time we get to season three, that compared to the movie, it's you know, I don't think there's anything I would want to change about it. It's great. Yeah,
0: I uh, man it's very hard to, uh, to like nitpick this in terms of what they did or how they did it, because you're taking a movie, which, you know, we're filming six weeks and editing and then releasing. And this, it's like, we have eight months and we're going to be filming for three of those. And then we're going to be editing and releasing that week. And, you know, we're going to take like a holiday break and then we'll come back in six weeks and finish out the series. And, there's more time to flesh out the script. You get audience response. You really get to hone it. And I think that this worked really well, like really well.
1: Yeah, they did like they made their own changes and they made it like they made it their own, but in lots of like lots of fun, good ways, or at least ways that I enjoyed. I know this is all like uh, subjective stuff. So there might right. be people who really love the movie red dragon that do not enjoy that uh maybe i don't know it's
0: true um can can i drop a little bit of uh so hannibal season three francis dollarhyde the tooth fairy the red dragon right Mm -hmm. do you know who that actor is
1: no i mean i know it's ray fines in the movie right but i don't know who it is in the tv show. in the
0: movie it's ray fines in the tv show it is richard armitage who has done just A ton of voice acting and actual acting um but for the or most recently he did the voice of trevor belmont for the netflix animated show castlevania
1: huh all right i don't so that was i have not seen that show uh i'll take a peek at his imdb page later there's probably someone in there that Whenever you find out someone is voice I mean, acting, been, they've always done like a billion shows.
0: He's done a billion shows acted and just done voice acting too, like physically yeah. acted as on screen talent and behind this camera. So, um, do you think that. So there's a new show taking place in this universe and it's Clarice. Clarice is it in the right?
1: same universe right. or is it its own thing? Because it seems like it's. It is. It, it seems like it's a direct it's sequel to a, do Silence of the Lambs. <sighs>
0: It's a direct sequel to Silence of the Lambs, but it's still in the Hannibal oh, yeah. sphere, right? But I would say,
1: like, you know, like, the, the universe of the Hannibal TV show seems like it's like a an alternate right. timeline. It, it,
0: I mean, they're all self-contained. Like, even... And so, oh, this is something interesting, too. Silence of the Lambs came first as a movie, even though Red Dragon came first as a book, right?
1: Well, didn't you say that Manhunter was the Red so, Dragon book?
0: The end of Silent the end of Red Dragon 2002 starts out with Hannibal being told there's a young woman from the FBI who wants to interview you or who wants to talk to you. Right. And Hannibal goes, "What's her name?" And that it's supposed to be Clarice, right? Mhm. In Silence of the Lambs, Clarice is called into Jack Crawford's office cuz he's like, "Hey, we have like fifth we have these five Buffalo Bill victims that we've been chasing. I need you to go and like well, shake up Hannibal Lecter. She so him, you're telling me he
1: sends her to talk to Hannibal Lecter because she's like a good-looking woman is essentially what he says, like straight to her face.
0: R- right. But in Red Dragon, that would mean that while they're dealing with this Tooth Fairy stuff, they're also dealing with this fr- like this Buffalo Bill stuff that they're not telling Will.
1: Well. Maybe, I mean, you know, he's busy having a mental break over the, uh, the tooth fairy guy. I don't know. (laughs) Like, and he almost dies at a couple of different points in that movie. Maybe he like really is fed up at the end of it. Or they're still
0: like, they don't, they don't, they don't mention anything about it. No one ever pops their head in and they're like, Jack is not juggling two balls in that movie. He's solely focused on one, but if it ends where silence of the lambs is supposed to start, because that's how they fucking yeah. end the Dragon.
1: I think that's probably just some, like, someone in the writing room was like, you know, it'd be fun if we had a little right. nod, do this movie that happened already. I don't know. You know, they do that shit all the time. Right.
0: Um, but Clarice, is, so it's its own bottle universe, and it takes place after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Um, Hannibal Lecter is not in it, and mentioned, I think, one time, because... The character of Hannibal is not licensed for the show because Dino De Laurentiis Company did not give the rights for Hannibal Lecter to be used in the fucking show Clarice.
1: But he let them do Clarys. I I, Honestly, when I found out the show existed, I know, when I, I watched the first thirty I seconds, I was like, "This is I'm upset right now." Just what? Why? I,
0: it's it, it's a different it's a different show. It's a different vibe. Hallmark were originally going to make that show. Hallmark?
1: Oh no. Okay. Yeah. It's like because <laughs> it's Clarice like a CBS a... <laughs> procedural cop drama.
0: Right! So, originally, I, I like that you, there was a tremble in your voice when you said Hallmark. like you, uh, were gonna, I you was were like, trying is that better or that.
1: worse than Lifetime? I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, Hallmark, we're, ha, we're, we're developing this, and then it got canned, and then it got picked up again. A little turnover happened, and now it's this. But it's not as dark as Hannibal. It, even in terms of any of the movies or any of the books or anything, yeah. it's like they've gone off message they've gone off target now the show might do really well and the couple like following seasons or whatever or it might burn out pretty quickly but i think that in terms of hannibal movies to tv shows i think we have like the gold standard in hannibal as far as how to write it how to frame it how to have these characters interact and then we have the substandard or like what you would expect on television, because again, I can't believe Hannibal was on fucking primetime television. Yeah, Clarice, I, mean, I can believe because it's not—it's it, not like Hannibal.
1: I haven't watched any of the show. Well, I watched about a minute of the first episode before I cashed out. Uh, like you're I not, but there's Hannibal, but there's nothing. There's no like there's no more source material for Clarice Starling after his Silence of the Lambs, is there? Like books wise.
0: Uh, technically, Hannibal and Hannibal Rising. Or not Hannibal Rising, just Hannibal.
1: Or she? Oh, right, 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 yeah. So I guess like I don't know, where the where the where but the this isn't is that. that. This show? is her. I know that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, like so it's it... just the character. Like it's just gonna be Clarice Starling. I don't know. And getting Jack into... Crawford,
0: and she's in therapy now, and she's having some like memories repressed because of the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bill encounter and the chicken the hole reminded her that immediately after she killed Buffalo Bill. Uh, she started breaking down and crying, and Clarice doesn't remember that. And like they contact Buffalo Bill's mom at some point in the show and bring her in. And it's oh, so, have like, you already what? gone through and, like
1: read a plot synopsis for the entire thing? Then
0: I- I've watched episodes and stuff, and yeah. it's just like okay. how like wh- it-, it is not the way it, it is. It is the r- incorrect way to frame the potential source material they have.
1: Yeah, maybe I you know. I honestly I'm like amazed that the show Hannibal exists at all. It seems like a fluke. So Yeah. Yeah. Like I would have much more expected it it to be something like Clarice. So if if like like I said just just with the context. I hated it and then I fell for it. Yeah. Yeah. So Um
0: Man. So We've got the, like, you know, Hannibal, Silence of the Lambs, or Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, Hannibal Rising, Hannibal TV Show, and now Clarice. We never got our Silence of the Lambs arc in the TV show. Uh, It seems like Clarice is the future of the franchise, at least for now. Um what do you do do you think like now would be a good time for another Hannibal movie, or do you think like a good reboot of a movie should come back or yeah. if you were in control of the Hannibal universe, where do you think is the next step to go?
1: I don't know. I honestly think just like leave it all leave it all alone i don't like I would have loved a fourth season of of the show Hannibal, but that's not in the cards. I'm pretty much fine with what we have from that universe. Now those three movies are fantastic. Um, I don't know. I don't really want any of them to be rebooted. Maybe, maybe they'll do like a hat trick and find a third person who's amazing at playing Hannibal Lecter. I don't, don't know if that's in the cards, but maybe you get Andy Serkis <laughs> and to do it all rights. CGI or something. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really like, think, I mean, those movies are so good. Uh, right? Like, like on like like I said, I'm surprised the show was so good and in such a like unique and different way and i right I, I think it would be I would be amazed if there was like a third take that came out on this stuff that was like had its own sort of like unique stylistic spin to it and was also good i I'm mostly fine with letting letting all of these things exist as they are now and just leaving it alone. I was excited when I saw the Clarice thing, just like the idea of it. And then I went and checked it out. I was like, Oh yeah, this is about right. Uh. Bruh, this is what prime time
0: TV of Hannibal should be like. Yeah.
1: Or what you would expect it to be like. Yeah. Especially in like CBS too is like, I don't know in terms of like American yeah, network television. Not, NBC is at least like one of the NBC. better networks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so, not NBC. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm, f- I'm fine with what exists out there right now, I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I am I, I appreciate the movies. I definitely, like, I can go back and watch Hannibal the TV show over and over again, and I will try to emulate recipes as accurately as I can. Setting little um,
1: birds on fire in your kitchen.
0: I want that um
1: i gotta find i, a, I would love to try you find a plant-based substitute lo- for brain
0: no man like i want to try bunting like the oral bunting the yeah no i have wanted to try that for so long
1: yeah i know We've so long about that it.
0: looks so good it, yeah, dr- yeah. it's a bunch I'm of burnt feathers over. and tiny
1: bones and beaks mmm
0: no it, so you take a bird. Take I I've seen the thing. Bird.
1: Yeah, no, I, I understand not, what happens uh, for our for, I know. Not
0: for our listeners, okay. Alex. Our listeners.
1: I don't endorse any of
0: this. A, you take a. Come on, Will. It's fine. We don't hide our faces from God. Well, I uh,
1: I don't even eat meat, bro. <laughs>
0: I am the Hannibal in this case. and You're like the Jesus. vegan will. The stuff They're you say wills. about
1: the the things that you reveal about the way you view yourself is, is, is fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. What was the movie um, we were watching so, where you were like, I know what it's like to think you have to save the world. What was that?
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Alex.
1: It's definitely, it I'll go happened. back through the recordings and find it for next week.
0: No, So you uh, take the, I'll just Take down the episode. Um, <laughs> you take the songbird and you put the songbird in some sort of container that uh, will contain it.
1: It's also in the show Where they specify that apply. this bird is endangered now.
0: It, because of this, right? You have to drown it in uh, what were that brandy?
1: brandy? Yeah.
0: And once the bird is drowned, you pluck the feathers and you roast it and then you have this delicious brandy filled golden little morsel and then you just pop it in your mouth bones and all and then you just have a euphoric wave Please stop talking like of this. delicious. Go back to your normal sorry, I was Sorry. Sorry, I was I really want to try bunting. Like I really do. It's one of the like foie gras. I can let it go. Um shark fin soup i do not endorse i will never eat and i think that is cruel as fuck i will never eat shark fin soup but bunting that's my vice right there like just one
1: okay just once, okay. once Old stance and griffin coming out in favor of specific kinds of animal torture cool
0: <laughs> i'm okay with that that's that one's accurate um yeah man god i need some wine now i was gonna pop a bottle of wine for this uh episode but i didn't get around to it Mm. well so um alex yeah i think you know what comes next
1: reboot or i mean obviously watch the show reboot the the show is fantastic everyone should go watch it and uh in find my change.org petition in the show notes where we can get a season four made.
0: Yeah, I uh I, I I'm the first signature on that. If we get a hundred
1: thousand, the White House has to acknowledge it. So you know that's the first that's
0: step. True. Uh I'm gonna reboot it also. Cool. I think Hannibal died way too young, and I think that if you guys haven't seen it, please go and watch the movies. It's Halloween tis the season so it's thematic also um
1: it's definitely a creepy show yeah so it'll it'll feel good
0: oh it's so good so yeah uh so guys uh that was this episode we're gonna reboot it um i am your agent in training uh griffin
1: (laughs) i don't have a good follow-up for this i was alex (laughs)
0: uh (laughs) we will see you guys next week It rubs the lotion on its skin, it does this when it's told.
1: It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose. And when it's done, there's one more thing, a simple little task.
0: It's put the fucking lotion in the basket.
1: Well, we better get going. I wonder, will we ever see each other again? Who knows? God willing we'll all meet again in space balls too, to search for more money.
0: Where's the heart? The precious heart.